we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. Welcome back, world, to another episode of the No Suits Podcast. I am your boy, Spence. This is my boy, Krim. We coming to you live every Monday with your latest updates and your sports news topics. Uh, we got a lot of different things going on this week. Uh, of course, we got a, we got an off week of football. If y'all watch the Pro Bowl, you know why I say we have an off week of football oh, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know what was going on. But um, so we don't have any football. So we're going to talk some NBA. We got some the, the trade deadline coming up when on Thursday. Yeah, on the 10th. On the 10th. So we got the 10th coming, and the trade line deadline, deadline will accompany it. Uh, yes, sir. We got some a couple people that might be on the move, like Ben Simmons and, and big names, like Ben Simmons and, and, and James Harden. What do you sir. think about this James Harden thing, though? Like, what's up? Hey, bro, that's a great question. I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, so they said this man is frustrated in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, that's supposed to be almost like a, a dynasty that they were building. Have a James Hart, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? And these other pieces. And when I first heard, I'm like, wow. Um, at my first instinct, I'm not going to lie, is that maybe he kind of could be upset with, with his usage. You know what I mean? Like, dude had his lowest points per game that he have, thanks as he left Oklahoma. So he, he in his lowest points per game, you know what I mean? Um, in his transition to Brooklyn. I don't know if that's a testament to, you know, his usage being way down, which it should be, or is he really, you know, drying up with the shot? I, I don't believe that's the case. I just think that it's interesting um, from a standpoint because I think he like and want to be there or from a, you know, from a good standpoint, you know, just from the overall, like, I, I think I should be here to win. Right. But it's like, I also want, to have my accolades. Not to mention, though, I, I can see how frustrating it could be if the reason was the Kyrie. Like, think about it's me, <laughs> my boy, and Kyrie. I'm like, damn, we about to be, we about to be running it up. And this man, Kyrie, instead of having like a big three, you have a big 2.5. Kyrie, that half the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good you know, way to put it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, man, look, I, it's, it's so much to deal with other than just hooping. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about what you think about it. Man, I really don't know what to think about it. After after I heard about it, of course, I wanted to see what was going on. So I, I did some modern day research and I hop on Google and um, all I see is Steve Nash saying that they're not trading him and that, you know, the rest of the article saying that James Harden is happy to be in Brooklyn. And I, I'm not too sure. Uh, after looking at his contract, that they don't got something to play play into it. He really have, has a lot of the power after this year as far as his future and where where he can go. Well, I won't say that because I won't get too deep in because the salary cap. So he'll he'll have the option, but teams gonna have to do some moving around to be able to accept James Harden because I think only three teams, uh, the Pistons, and two other teams that aren't you know too good have the the cap space to even bring him on. So I think that have a lot to do with him now being happy <laughs> to just be in Brooklyn because it's better than being, you know, in some of them other places. But I, I don't see why he wouldn't be happy in Brooklyn. But I did tell you about James Harden a minute ago. And uh, that's just about what that, it boy. is. What you talking about? I just I, I, I was telling you he can't be made happy. It's like 
or it seems like he can't be made happy. I can, I feel you. Um, I mean, like I said, the situation, if it is like say a Kyrie thing or just the, the circumstances, I could kind of understand it. Uh, if I'm Steve Nash, I'll say the exact same thing. I don't care what the truth is. James Harden is happy to be here. We're going to work it out. We're not trading. I mean, at the end of the day, why would you trade him? Uh, to bring on, I'm like, trading. to, like, say, a Ben Simmons is another high person in his NBA trade deadline that the 76ers look, look, looking actively to move for a James Harden. I'm the Nets. I'm trading somebody that can actually get open, shoot, drive everything. And, yeah, Ben Simmons is a facilitator, but it's like, this man can't shoot. That's that's a big part of the game. It's like right, and I have to play against him because I have to play against him exactly. Not only uh, is that it's almost that revenge tour, but it's like, what are we gaining with a Ben Simmons besides not you know limiting our offense? What are we really really gaining out of this? And somebody that you know causing I see him causing headaches in Philly. We have a headache already in a Kyrie. Well, I'm trying to bring in another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? He said, well, we got a headache already. We got a headache already, dog. Uh, I mean, trade him. <laughs> trade him. I'm, I'm trying to really uh, compare and contrast the – because what if he just leave and then you get nothing from him? You know what I mean? Like, that's always an option. But Yeah. Then, that is an option. Uh they just they I think they just gotta trust it because I, I don't think uh you're in a point right now where you can get any good compensation back for him. Yeah, that would be better than seeing him finish at least this season out as a Brooklyn net. I think whatever you get back won't be as good as that. So I'd say run it out if I'm them, run it out. And if he if James Harden decides to lead the Brooklyn Nets, I mean they still have Kyrie and KD. They'll be all right. Well, I guess, like you said, they got half a Kyrie. <laughs> they got half a Kyrie, you know. What I mean? They got they half do. a Kyrie, but they got they got some. You said what? Like, they really yeah, got they got KD. Pieces. That's all the piece you need, you know. <laughs> yeah, they got KD. So at yeah. the end of the day, they gonna be all right. So I think I, I hope James Harden just stick it out, bro. You just gotta stick it out. It's a lot of weird stuff going on right now. You got Corona over here. You got uh, Kyrie over here. And so, yeah, it's, it's different. But I think all this will pass. And when you get them all three together, yeah, I think that's, you know, he just got to be pa- – I feel like if if this is true, I think he just got to be patient. But I'm not I'm not really sure how true it is, to be honest. It might be one of them things where your reputation – I did just say that James Harden, you know, can't be made happy. But it could be a situation where since – you know, that's his past. Uh, you know, maybe people are spinning things now because I that's didn't, true. I didn't, in all honesty, to be fair, uh, I didn't hear James Harden say that he wanted to be traded. Every time, even every article I read said that he wanted to be in Brooklyn, he's happy in Brooklyn. So just to have that out there as well. That's very true. That's a very good point. I do just want to bring up the aspect of. We, we know the saying, if you ever play sports, they say winning kills everything, right? Regardless of what's going on in the locker room, teammates, whatever. But imagine being a, a, a heated battle in the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, New York still got these these laws, whatever. Brooklyn, it's a game seven. They go into game seven. Now Brooklyn don't have Kyrie because of he can't he can't play at home. 
<laughs> it's like those type of situations. I that is like wow. Well, somebody, I didn't even think about, you know, actually I'm going to the playoffs, having to compete, going back and forth to, you know, it's like half of the time you're not going to be here. So, I mean. Yeah, I didn't think about it going to game seven and them having you know what a I mean? home court, bro. Like, bro, what y'all come do? <laughs> what? I mean, that's okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it, but the the whole trying to get uh say if they're trying to just get conversation and the most lucrative thing would to get Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, but put, adding eighty M's on top of that contract is just goofy. Plus, you know, yeah, they they yeah they they got a the the everybody at this point, especially in the East, just need to run with what they got, bro. Like the team you have is the team you need to have through the end of the year, at least. In the East, I really think it's that way across the NBA. I just hadn't thought about it, but in the East, bro, just run with what you got. You know, of course, besides Ben Simmons, besides Ben Simmons, but um, I don't even see a trade for him out there because I, I feel like everybody's team is. I mean, I I think teams can be better, but the people that are likely to be traded, I don't think make anybody better. I feel like this for any of the likely trade destinations is better. My bad. I can see that. The the frenzy that they're having right now, it's almost like teams are going to players are going to teams that's really not gonna even do a crazy big impact. Like for example, Cavaliers are having a decent season. It's like, oh, let's go get uh Levert. It's like, why why are we doing this? Because I mean, Cal, honestly, Cavs, you're not gonna you're not gonna get to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're not gonna do this or anything. So it's it's like teams are, you know, just grabbing players in a frenzy. It's like what are, what are we doing here? And then you know, they have the these blockbuster type deals. So we're gonna see how it plays yeah, out. They don't think that though. We also gotta remember that, that we <laughs> don't think the Cavs going, but I, you know, the people in their organization think that they nice. They don't think that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they they think they nice. So they think they making moves, you know, is yet to be seen if those moves will, you know, about anything. <laughs> <laughs> those are the words I was looking for. Hey, bro, that, we're going to see it. We, it's going to be exciting leading up to that third. Because I think more moves going to be made and everything. Yeah, but, the NBA going to keep it live. They definitely are. With that, we gonna, I, it'll be crazy if we see breaking news. James Harden's against shipped to Philly. Like, imagine them going together uh, against each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. Yeah, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be crazy. Crazy. That'll yeah, be man. crazy. But we're gonna wait and see. But another, you know, some other things have been making moves NFL and NFL coaching vacancies. We have a bunch of teams, man. We have a mm-hmm. bunch of teams that have opened up. about 30% of NFL head coaching jobs are open. Sure. I think it's about nine of ten of them. Nine yeah, of ten. Nine or ten for sure. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to count. <laughs> I'm getting old, so my outside ain't where it used to be, but here yeah, it's like nine. It's about 30% of the league. Is open. Granted, they have the outliers like uh, Las Vegas and uh, in New Orleans, but we also have these teams that keep circulating in every year, a couple years in the in the uh, NFL year. hiring process. Year. Don't make no sense. Um, we get. Let's start with them. As far as the, this clump of teams that are just constantly trying to get head coaches and are filling in the people who are not head coaches. What do you think? Or how do you think anybody uh, have anybody 
found their their savior. If what they're looking for, what I don't know what they're looking for because they're not looking for head coaches. Have anybody you know sparked your interest? You want me to tell you what sparks my interest? Go ahead. You want me to tell you what sparks my interest? What's crazy? Yeah. Um, this is the crazy part. So everybody just heard what you just said. There are teams that are always in this situation, and then you got a couple outliers. Who'd you say the outliers were? The Raiders and um, the Saints, right? Raiders Those Saints. are the outliers. Yeah. I, I, right, throw, the, so then, I throw the, uh, the Vikings in there, too. Throw them in there. It still fits exactly what I'm going to say. If you look on here and you look at, this is the list you put together, and this was a list I'm sure that you fact check. Everybody know Chris is Chris ain't gonna goddamn he ain't gonna put no wrong stuff on here if he can help it. So we know that this list is accurate. The Miami Dolphins have interview requests from 49ers Mike McDaniel. And listen, I'm going it's long-winded, but I'm going somewhere. Mike McDaniels, uh Vance Joseph, Kellen Moore, Leslie Frazier, and Thomas Brown. That's the Dolphins, right? Now, one of the teams that never is on this list, their interview requests, Eric B. Enemy, Byron Leftwich, Aaron Glenn, and the coach that they already have in Dennis Allen. Why do none of the names match? <laughs> none of the names match. Why do none of the names match? You can do it with your Vikings one. Let me make yeah. sure. No, the Vikings got Kellen Moore on there, so that, that name does cross over. But then okay. the, the Raiders didn't even interview anybody they just knew who they want none of the <laughs> names like how you didn't even interview request the guy that they hired yeah. you know how don't you interview request a dennis allen who's shown year after year to have these type of defenses uh eric b enemy uh you know a byron left with i don't see why these names especially when you look at the texans the texans don't none of the people that they and i don't mean to I, and no disrespect to these people, I, I shouldn't get it. If if somebody were to interview me for an NFL job, you should say worse things about me. If you're a um, a Josh McCown, if somebody were to interview me, Josh McCown should say worse things about me than I'm gonna say about him. But Josh McCown does have to realize he shouldn't be interviewing for an NFL head coach job. What are we a, doing? A head coach job. <laughs> This is the thing. You should never, if unless you hire somebody on the spot, like yeah. how it seemed like the Raiders did with, with Josh McDaniels, right? You shouldn't be the only one that interviews him. He should be, unless you hire him on the spot, he should have had a lot of interviews. Like how, how you the only motherfucker that interviewed the head coach? Like you the only one that wanted him to be your head coach out of nine openings. You're the only person to interview Josh McCann. You're wasting time. You're not being serious <laughs> with this process. Like, straight up, bro. <laughs> You're hey. not being serious with this process. And that's that's what I take away when I look at this. Because I'm like, the teams that are, are good, they their interview requests don't even match. They don't have a, no overlap. That's a great point. I ain't going to lie to you. That is a great point. I think these bottom feeding teams, they do the formality uh, about who they interview. They're going to try to meet the Rooney rule, and we're going to touch that about how crazy what we got oh, yeah, going on with our black this, coaches. So. But uh, they try to meet the, the certain formalities and then hire who they wanted to from jump. But it's like, why are y'all hiring the people that, that you're saying? Like, 
I I don't get why. Uh, even I could throw the Vikings like they they make some suspect uh decisions at times. Why are you have hiring a uh, Kevin McConnell when he don't call a plays? He do not call. A, <laughs> he don't call a plays. So it's like uh I think he worked with so. Kirk Cousins though. He worked with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, back in Washington, like, you know. How I it don't care if he worked with a. Kirk I agree. Cousins. You, <laughs> you know, I, I, you, hey, Kirk Cousins, you, hey, yeah, you know, I'm with you. Nah, I but feel, I, I, feel I, I that's what I read. I feel what you're saying, but at the same time, if you're going to bring in the offensive coordinator, wouldn't you want him to be coordinating the offense? You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly don't get. What the offensive coordinator uh, do if uh, I have an offensive minded head coach? I'm not lying. I'm not gonna lie and say that I understand it. Besides Where did O'Connell you, come from? I think he came from the Rams. So that's my O'Connell point. O'Connell came. It ain't no way. That's my point. You know what I mean? Like, cause we know Sean McVay <laughs> is is going crazy on his offense. I'm pretty sure he came from the Rams. But how do these names just pop up? And it's like, dang, okay, we're getting a we're getting a, a McConnell. You know what I mean? Jags, Giants, y'all are keep doing the same kind of situations. The Jags are hiring people like Urban Meyer. It's like, okay, uh, I guess that didn't work out. We're going to fire him midseason. That's hire <laughs> uh, Doug Peterson, which I'm not terribly mad at, but if you're not gonna even going to give people a chance to define themselves before firing them, like they, they keep, okay, a year or two, oh, it's time for him to get out of here. You don't have a good roster. It's very rare that a team looking for a coach have a good roster. We've seen it with the Rams with Jeff Fisher. He's just a terrible coach. I'm sorry to say to the people, Jeff Fisher is just a terrible coach that if a Sean McVay could come in and then change the whole organization around with the same team, you don't really have that often. The Jags, I can tell you. Really, though, this time it is, though. Nah, bro, it's not. It's not. They just the have Jags, the, the Jags and the Giants, the only trash teams. I'm saying like everybody else at least decent. Uh, or the Texans, the Texans ain't. We got the Texans. Else. We got the Dolphins were decent because of how they uh, they uh, they turned it around. You know, what I mean? they said they was decent because of their coach, <laughs> and they fired them. <laughs> I don't yeah, get it. I was decent because of the coach. Y'all, fired. I don't get y'all, y'all. Uh, like what? One that lost six games, six games in a row, and then won six games in a row. Come on, bro! And you fired the coach after he barely missed the playoff. Come on, I'm gonna come back to that. But you know they have the best. I don't understand that one either. Matt Nagy, when he first got that, I want to say he won a coach of the year. How you go from? And it was a few years ago. How you go from having a coach of the year? And honestly, if I didn't, if he didn't pick Justin Fields. We don't believe in Justin Fields. We, we, we think that he should have got a fair opportunity, but we don't believe in him, you know, being that franchise quarterback. But if Matt Nagy didn't say, that's my guy, and y'all threw him with another trial, like you did Mitch Nabisky, uh, Trubisky, <laughs> Nabisky, Mitch Trubisky, why are y'all condemning that man? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that don't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with the Matt Nagy firing either because I, I felt like the Bears – they like you said I, I hope Justin Fields improves but we know this year he just wasn't it he just right. didn't have it this year um, and he, it was he was a rookie he, either way he was a rookie you don't draft a quarterback and then fire the coach after the quarterback's rookie year in my opinion because it's like unless you drafted 
who uh, Cam Newton, he's not going to be that good. That's very true. And then I, I, I shouldn't say he's not going to be that good, but he's going to make mistakes, like a right. lot of mistakes. Yeah, and then you hire a defensive coordinator, a defensive-minded head coach coming from the Colts, and it's like, so we really shifting culture because now we don't know what our offense is going to be. You know what I mean? Like They need to get back to that in Chicago, though. That Chicago needs to get back to that, to, to having some some physicality about themselves because they're not going to have a high-flying team. It's called the Windy City. Y'all not going to have a high-flying team. Y'all going to have to ground and pound and do what the 49ers are doing, do what the Tennessee Titans are doing. That stuff works. You can have I, a physical football team. I agree. But at the same time, you can't be trying to play both sides of it, like commit to something because, you know, you yeah, have to – you know, you drafted a Justin Fields and thinking that's going to be, you know, somebody we're trying to build around. But let's fire the offensive minded head coach, get a defensive minded. So now your defense is going to be good. You know what I mean? And it's going to start improving with all the weapons you have. But then it's like, right. what are we doing on offense? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do on offense. We're going to see what they team turn out to be. But like I said, I, I like they, they have a, a good – a solid team. So I think that he, Eberflus is getting a, a good team. So if he don't do good, that's not because his team is trash. Like, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. Like, some of these, a lot of people do inherit bad teams, but these coaches, Doug Peterson getting a bad team, Brian Dayball getting a bad team, but everybody else. No, no, no. Let's, let's stop right there with it, though. Both of them, the Jags and the Giants, right? They both the coaches are getting bad teams. The, the Jags had, you know, one year, of course, the Urban Meyer thing, that's an outlier. But the coach before that, <laughs> the coach before that didn't have long. The Giants, Joe Judge didn't have long. So it's like they're inheriting bad teams. They think because they have a good player, you know, to try to keep, oh, we got to keep our good player. So y'all need to win. That's not how that work. If you are a messed up organization. That is time, true. It's going to trickle down, my man. You know what I mean? So that's my, my problem with the, those type of teams. The Broncos, too. Like they really haven't had a coach since John Fox. Like, Vance Joseph was decent. But, like, a real winning coach since John Fox. But then they just going through, you know, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what they're doing. They got it. You do. I do. I do agree with you on that. You do have to get a culture. Let somebody come in, go through the growing pains of getting their stuff together. And then making it happen, because I don't know what a Nathaniel Hackett is, but I guess uh, I guess we gonna Bro, see. Oh, you ready for that one? That's a uh, Green Bay offensive coordinator. I I think I think this is a perfect time to jump into <laughs> the running rule. Ahead, I think ahead, I think that's what we're getting at right now. I think this is a perfect time to jump into the Rooney the Rooney rule yeah. because um. You know, we 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 having some things going on in the NFL. We got Brian Flores uh, interviewing for jobs that are already filled, interviewing for vacancies that aren't vacant. Ooh. And then you have people like Kevin O'Connell, Nathaniel Hackett getting, you know, jobs. And you'd be wondering, like, how? I, I, you know, I understand. I, I can understand the day ball. I can because the Bills, I mean, right. the Bills offense do their thing. I, I can completely understand that. I don't believe in Josh Allen. 
but that ain't got nothing to do with Brian Dayball and what he been doing as a coach. For sure. So, for sure. yeah. But Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> I just can't go with that one. Kevin O'Connor, I can't go with those ones because, especially Kevin O'Connor, because he don't call the plays. What do you he, don't, he don't call the plays. And not saying that these guys won't be good coaches. That's not the point. I know that I'm not trying to make. I'm not saying that Kevin O'Connor is a bad coach. I'm not saying that Nathaniel Hackett is a bad coach. I'm saying that we know for a fact that Brian Flores is a good coach. Right. And so I don't see how you don't bring in him for an interview, like at least an interview. Not after that. I think we passed that, though. Like, I'm about to sound off on it. The running rule had good intentions, but with any any smart – successful and wealthy people, they're going to get around it. Taxes, any type of rules set in place, they're going to get around. So when, when you have this this formality to just bring in a, a head coach, honestly, unless they really think they're going to get that job, start turning these things down. Really turn them things down because it it have no uh, – it's, it's not good for you. It's not good for the league. There's no reason right. that these players and these coaches – should have to go through that type of situation with uh Kevin O'Connell, uh Nathaniel Hackett, getting these jobs, not even calling their plays. You're not even doing what you are uh, assigned to do, but because you're under somebody, why why are we getting these jobs when there's a good coach with head coach experience? That's how I go though. And yeah, that's how I go. And then what's crazy is what what is the most crazy, the yep. most crazy, bro, is EB. it's like selective. It's selective because I think I think that everybody would say the most prolific offense that maybe you have ever seen, ever. like is the Kansas City Chiefs, and ever. the person that calls the plays for them gets no love. So it's selective. Is I could understand if you say. Hey man, we we usually take the top offensive coordinator each year, and he gets the head coaching job. He happens to be white. I okay, cool. That's cool. That makes sense. But this time he not. And now all of a sudden the pattern, yeah, not now the top offensive coordinator all of a sudden isn't the head coach. Maybe now we gonna pick you know offense number three, offense number four. Everybody, well you know the Rams going to the Super Bowl, so yeah they coaching staff. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs done won a Super Bowl and been to what two more? So it it started to be like, all right, that's not the reason. Yeah, it's not it's not what people are producing on the field. I wonder what the difference is from a a Daniel, from a Kevin, and from a E B. The only maybe they're younger. You know what I mean? Like what what are we doing? Only thing I can see is EB does his job better. He calls the plays and set up, you know, with Andy Reid, set up a great offense. I can't say the other the other uh, two did those things because they don't call the plays. There are other people that do. So what are you doing? I really, I'm honestly asking, asking the people, what what are these two people doing that EB isn't? And for the for the the standpoint of. <laughs> They're getting jobs. They're getting head coaching jobs, bro. It don't make no sense. And I think I heard they said EB doesn't interview well. 
does it interview well? <laughs> I mean, what do y'all not hire him to interview? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Y'all giving him a standardized test. I don't care how he interviews. You've seen the product. I don't. Know. Right. That, I'm, saying, I'm not hiring you to interview. I wouldn't care how you interview. If I'm not hiring you to interview, it don't matter. Can you coach football? Hey, a football coach, bro. Like, they got to, we, we're moving to a, a space in football where I don't think we really even want to go with it being, uh, you know, going in the direction of not being, you know, as physical as it is, it is. <laughs> and people talking about how good he interviews. <laughs> bro, what are we talking about? Why is that something that we've been worried about? With a football about? coach. With a football <laughs> coach. The crazy thing is I wanted to give accolades and all of this because it's, it's transitioning into more players being coaches, what it should be. If I have you know, a, you know, uh, experience on this field and I'm good, even though every good player don't have to be a coach, you know, you could be a bad player or whatever, but you understand the X's and O's. That's cool. Like if people at home, if you sit at your desk job and you do whatever in a corporate America, a white collar job, right. And all these people are up for a management position, but then they bring out somebody outside who don't have any experience in this field. You're going to feel some type of way. These players should be having these jobs. But the best of people that's doing it, like uh, EB, who did, who was also a player turned coach, should be up for these head coaching jobs, not just grabbing names out there and then wondering why we keep turning. Like, like I, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. That's why I hope EB come home, come to New Orleans. Hate that Sean left. I hate that, <laughs> you know, he had to be sent off. It, that hurt. But I think it would be a great fit. Come, like, come back to your roots, man. Come back to your roots and show them what's up. That's your pitch. That's my pitch, Tom. Come back. Even okay. though then I would like a Dennis Allen to to be the coaches for the nucleus to stay together. EB's interviewing as we speak. I hope he uh, leave with a job. Now, even though I think Dennis Allen will okay. get the job, just for you know obvious reasons but come on eb come home okay all right okay well that's a good pitch i like your pitch so that'll be a perfect segue into the super bowl you know the super bowl the reason why y'all are able to interview him as we speak mm -hmm. is because the Bengals advanced to the super bowl to play the los angeles rams in la a week from today i think maybe almost exactly a week from today down to the minute but they will be playing a week from the day, man. What you, what you, what you think about this? How you, how you thinking this one gonna go? <laughs> Bengals, 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 Bengals. Nobody, I don't care if you're a Bengals fan. Nobody predicted this. Nobody saw that they were gonna come out the uh, AFC represent the AFC. Well, your Not money would have been right if you did, though. Your money would be golden. <laughs> If you bet on that, your money, you're the, you're, man, look, you're the, a million times your money. Um, I didn't think they were ready. It's one game now. It's one game. That's all they got to do. And if I was a betting man, even though they're underdogs, I wouldn't mind going with the Bengals. Just because. Who you going with, man? Get off the goddamn <laughs> fence. Who you going with? Just Get off because. the darn fence. I'm stopping cussing. Get off the darn fence. 
This man say, darn. Uh, start. <laughs> start cursing. <laughs> I don't ever want you to say darn. Get off the darn fence. Listen, I have to go through. I got to go through the analysis of it. Bengals, man. The Rams, man. The Rams, you know, they all in. Honestly, they all in because they don't believe in cap. Um, they want to build their team to win and win now. I love this matchup. I love this matchup, man. I think it's a good Super Bowl matchup. Exciting one. I think it's going to be you know, a little bit high flying. But, I mean, Rams have everything stacked in their favor. Bengals have a weak offense line. Then uh, Rams have a strong defensive line. <laughs> Bengals have a great receiver. Rams got a great cornerback. Ah, man, there's two good quarterbacks. What man. you going to do? <laughs> I am going to go with my heart. And I'm going to pick the Bengals. You I going with the gonna, Bengals? I think they're going to go ahead and win. Joe Burrow going to be the first player to win the Heisman, win a Natty, and win a Super Bowl. Best college, best best football player ever if he does it. Oh, God dang, bro. Shit, let that man, let that man get about eight of them. Imagine hey, man. That. Imagine that. What you what you what you say? Right, I don't think he's gonna get one this year, but I do think that he is gonna rack up some Super yeah. Bowl, like plural amount of Super Bowl. I think this year it's uh it's it's they the Rams are loaded. Like they don't always show up to perform and, and, and like they need to, but they I don't think that they're uh easily beatable. I think they, like you said, do uh their strengths are the rams weaknesses or or they at least counteract so like the best thing about the the uh Bengals is joe burrow and jamar chase the best thing about the rams is aaron donald and Jalen ramsey so that counteracts at the very least i would say that the rams have you know better players right now at that at those positions i think maybe next year or the year after that i don't think that's gonna be the case because yeah. Jamar Chase is just a rookie. Like, I forgot that until I, I was doing, the, you know, the, the what you call, because I didn't see him last year for y'all, for um, LSU, because, you know, yeah. he set out. So since I didn't see him in an LSU uniform, I don't know, I guess I just assumed. But he's just a rookie. Just like, rookie. And he didn't play football last year. So, <laughs> and that's what, and this is what you get right now. So <laughs> I think that that's going to be scary uh, soon. I, yeah. Well, it's already scary, but it's gonna be scarier soon. But so right now, I'm going with the Rams. I think that they their players are right in the middle of their prime, as opposed to at the beginning. But, but I wouldn't if the Bengals came out winning, I wouldn't be surprised or sad. I wouldn't be either one because I think the Bengals are really good. I just think that right now, the Rams are just they too good. Like. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Bro, when I say you, I agree. It's just because it's like when you just think about everything, uh, the Rams are going to, since you know, since the last time they've been to the Super Bowl, the controversial time, and then got handled, Sean McVay not trying to have that again. I feel like he's going to try to run it up, especially when I'm saying, who is the weak point of the Bengals defense? I'm going to circle that man, Eli Apple, and I'm going to attack. <laughs> I'm sure he got to guard somebody. He like, think about somebody. this: Eli Apple is either gonna guard Cooper Cup or Odell. 
It's gonna be bad business, though. Probably be a lot of zone. What we getting at is probably a lot of zone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, man. I, I'm excited to see this, this matchup. I think the Rams should handle the Bengals, but should. But it's like you since the Bengals, I'm gonna go with my heart because the Bengals are so young, and it's like when they don't have anything like Brian let's just go out here and do this forget it let's you know what I mean don't have no structure to anything don't have anything to just really be weighing them down you never know what could happen it just take a turnover it take momentum you oh yeah know. you know what I mean oh yeah it could happen because the Bengals the Bengals ain't somebody you could just let hang around they got a solid defense I would obviously they got a good offense they got a good running game uh, we just got to see if honestly I think it's on if they offensive line show up yeah. Offensive line show up. I think it's gonna be a really, really good game. Like real good game. If the offensive line don't show up, then I think uh, it's not gonna be a good game. <laughs> the Rams will run away with it. Yeah, definitely. I think they they could run away with it easy. That's why I don't, it's so hard to really decipher because I don't know what that O line coach did from uh, the the first with the wild card round to the divisional. Mm-hmm. You know, to the AFC. It's like wow. This offensive line kind of you know have some type of form to him instead of getting Joe killed. <laughs> it, right. I, hey, that's that that's what I got it on. Yeah. Yeah. I got it on now. The offensive line of the Bengals and Matthew Stafford for the Rams, the quarterback of the Rams. If Matthew Stafford come to play, I think if Matthew Stafford comes to play, I think the Bing, uh the Bengals lose. The Bengals offensive line come to play and Matthew Stafford doesn't then I think the Bengals will win. But if Matthew Stafford come to play, I think that trumps all in the in the Rams will win. I, I think he will, honestly. I really think – I don't think he's phased by much of anything, you know what I mean, as far as his play. I think – Well, we – I mean, we don't know because we ain't never seen him in this type of situation. So, I mean, that take that as you will. Is that good or is that bad? But we don't know. Man, I be- <laughs> I believe in, especially seeing him in, throughout the playoffs and everything. Matthew Stafford, he just needed an opportunity. He got an opportunity. I'm picking him. And Shana, I feel you. you I feel well, you trying to sway me, I'm picking him. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, talking to me like, I, I, you read my script, bro. Get my script. <laughs> hey, listen, but you, I just know from your standpoint, before Matthew Stafford got that, he was like, I don't know if he's that guy. You know, before the playoffs and stuff, I don't know if he's that guy. His name is Matt. I'm going against the whole rule here, but I they just really they real real good. They they too good, bro. They are too good. They stack, bro. They that's, stack. The, that's the thing. If they if they don't win the Super Bowl against a Bengals team, how do you think? Do they blow it up? Like what happens at that point? Oh, they ain't got no choice because of salary cap. But <laughs> they don't believe also also one thing though. Before we go, I gotta say, how crazy would it be? You got uh, uh, Ohio team, Cleveland, uh, not Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati. That's not Cleveland, but Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Cavs in Ohio came to play a stacked team at, out of Golden State, same exact colors, which is crazy. Same in California, nobody thought that they could win, and they won. LeBron James, he was born in Ohio. Raised in Ohio, came back, got them a, a championship that they ain't had in a life. We just say they first time ever in our life, and that'll be the same thing for Cincinnati. That that'll be a crazy story. Now, 
I don't put this on uh, camera, so I want anybody who produces anything correlating to this. I want my cut because I ain't heard this nowhere else. And I know that that's a good correlation. I want my cut. Hey, are you saying then Joe Burrow equals LeBron James? What I'm saying is I can't I can't say that he's not at this point. Hey, we like, like before the it. season, I would say that he's not. But <laughs> from what he done showed me, I, sure. I, I wouldn't say that he is. But I can't be like, hell no, nah, he not. <laughs> Listen, we, we're excited to see this game. We definitely going to keep you all updated. We're excited to see what happens in the NFL with these coaches, NBA with the trade deadline. Just keep it tuned in because we're going to keep you all the people updated. Follow us, Instagram, right? Follow us, TikTok, right? Listen to us on their favorite streaming platform, man. Listen, we, we your boys. Come kick it with us. We're going to produce the information. You hear me? Every time. Appreciate y'all. Every time. Appreciate y'all for checking out with us. And we out.